Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome again to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Today I want to talk about making money and keeping money. Now in my opinion, making money and keeping money are two entirely different skills. Now you may have read recently that Jamie Oliver's restaurant empire has gone into administration. The young and talented TV chef had rapidly built up a chain of around 50 restaurants over the last few years. Suddenly they were sort of popping up everywhere, weren't they? Like his restaurant branches, Jamie seemed to be everywhere, didn't he? He was on TV, he was advising the government, he was in America, getting into arguments with California, and, you know, he was on the Sunday Times Rich List. He, he was just everywhere. You know, Jamie Oliver was going, his, his career seemed to be going up like a rocket. And, you know, he was worth so many, every time you picked up the, the papers, he was worth even more millions of pounds. Now, I don't know why his restaurant went in, you know, what went wrong there, really. Um, some say that his prices were a little bit too high for basic Italian food. I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, but I think it's got a lot to do with, you know, the, the, the expensive city centre locations and overexpansion, expanding too quickly. I've been to one of his restaurants in uh, uh, a few years ago in Canary Wharf. It's a huge, great place, right, you know, in the, in the middle of it all. And he's got places in, in town, in London, in the West End. He's got airports and, you know... You can be busy in those places. You've got to make a lot of money to, to cover the rent. Now, sadly, he currently, I think he apparently put in around £30 million of his own money uh, when his company was on the rocks about a year ago. You know, evidently, like a lot of businessmen, he just couldn't let go. And, you know, he wanted to try and rescue what was by then a sinking ship. Um, but that, that happens a lot. I've seen that a lot. I've done it when a, when a business is you know, the trajectory is down. You, you kind of want to hang on to it and you, you keep putting money into it. You keep, you know, uh, thinking that you can turn things around when sometimes it's better to sort of cut your losses and, and let it go. But but there you go. Um, now, what it proves to me is that it's far easier to make money or, you know, build up a successful business than it is to keep it and keep it going for the long term. And when you're on a roll like Jamie was, you know, you tend to have the tendency to want to sort of jump into the next venture and then the one after that you think well I've you know I'm on a winning streak here you know I've, I've won that bet so maybe if I keep gambling my money I can win another bet and another bet and you know at that time you got people coming to you and saying look would you invest in this would you partner me on that you know because they, they want a part of your success you know they think you're on a winning streak they want to you know hang on to your shirt tails and, and get on to the next thing and I you know I've seen this with with a lot of other successful businesses that business people that I knew they you know they went from uh having a financial services business and they said right we're going to go into a state agency then we're going to produce records for people and we're going to buy bars and you know it, it was just crazy and you know eventually it all come to an end um sometimes not always through their own fault but it it's like you know when when there's a downturn at, as there is now with with the high street and and, and that sort of thing, and, and Brexit uncertainty, you don't want to get caught with your pants down, as it were. Perhaps perhaps Jamie's business was overgeared. They had too many borrowings. They couldn't cope with a slowdown in the economy. I don't know. And yet other 
restaurants and other uh, outlets seem to be booming all over the place. Uh, um, the, you know, Eats has just been bought by Preta Monja. They're, they're doing really well and they're going to open up a, a, a chain of vegan restaurants. But, you know, other places seem to be going from strength to strength. You know, you hear of um, Tesco's and, and, and the big supermarkets like Sainsbury's having a bit of difficulty and yet Aldi and Little are, are booming. So it, it's just... You know, these things can happen. And when you're on a roll, it's easy to believe in your own publicity and think that you're invincible. Uh, you know, we see this with politicians, don't we? Even um, now, instead of concentrating on what you have and consolidating your business and 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 building it up, you, you want to conquer the world. Now, Jamie already has, has had a successful TV career. He had lots of books out. He was doing TV series and going to Italy and all that sort of thing. And, you know, he could have set up a small chain of restaurants. He could have set up a select few like uh, Gordon Ramsay's done but you know he chose it that way that that's that's great um I'm sure he'll come back with with something else he's a talented guy now I'm sure all businessmen look up to people like Richard Branson don't they so and I'm you know we'd all like to em emulate Richard Branson wouldn't we you know this serial entrepreneur who's made billions from several dis different businesses you know he had his record stores he's had his airline he's had airlines in different places um but it, it's easy to forget that before he went branching out into other ventures he spent years building up his virgin record and shop media you know, his, his um, empire if you like you know he didn't just jump from one thing to another quickly he was selling records uh, then he was producing music that that kind of went together didn't it so it was in the same business uh, he didn't just immediately then say right i'm gonna start an airline or i'm gonna start this or that um so he, he spent time consolidating his business before he branched into other things and he also worked with partners, even in the record business, you know, producing bands and that sort of thing. It wasn't his partner in that in that that uh, record company actually was the guy that, you know, chose the bands and built up the bands. And that's sort when, of you know, he even Richard Branson even admitted he didn't have that good taste in music, you know. So it wasn't him. He worked with trusted partners and like in his airlines, you know, when he had uh, Virgin Blue in Australia, he had a partner there. He, he didn't put all his money into it. In fact, sometimes I think people put most of the money and he's putting up his name and his brand. You know, he made hundreds of millions out of that venture when it was was floated off. So he's a very clever guy. Um, he doesn't sort of risk the farm on every venture, does he? He, he works with partners and I, I think that's worked very, very well for him. Um, now, I think when he went into the airline business, he'd, he'd already sold off his Virgin record business at that time to EMI. Everyone said he was crazy. But it was the right thing to do at that time. I think he sold it for something like five or six hundred million. And then uh, he ignored everyone else's advice and, and, and went into airlines. They all said he was mad to do that because not, not many people were making money from airlines. But, you know, again, he's a clever guy. What we also don't forget is that Virgin has also had many failures. You know, uh, at, at when the record sales business started to, to falter, when you know people were buying music online, you know, some of his businesses went into administration in, in other countries, the Virgin stores. So, and, you know, who's, does anyone drink Virgin Cola now or Virgin Vodka? You know, so Virgin Condoms, all these other things that he set up along the side. We forget that, you know, he, he has had his failures as well as successes, but he just puts them to one side, liquidates that company, moves on to something else. And now he's he's going into space, isn't he? So who knows what will happen? Uh, but Obviously a very talented guy, but we can't all be like uh, Richard Branson. Now, uh, going back to uh, restaurants and that sort of thing, uh, um, it, it's a very fickle and business like like most physical businesses. 
They're enormously expensive to set up. And, you know, the difference between success and failure can be really subtle and very, very fickle. You know, a good friend of mine had a, a successful Turkish restaurant in a nearby town. He'd built it up from scratch um, and was doing very well. It, it, I can't remember how it seated, maybe 30 or 40, but it was always full on the right nights and he had good lunchtime trade, doing very well. But then he decided, right, I'm on a roll here. Um, I want to set up a new restaurant in the same area, only about three or 400 yards away from where, where he was. This one would also do Turkish food, but it would be a bit different. He said it was going to make it a bit more classy. It's going to be more like a, a clubby atmosphere, um, very you know nice decor on, nice paintings on the wall and all that sort of thing. And he basically spent, I mean, around, I think, 200 to 250,000 uh, pounds converting the building. And, uh, you know, he, he built up really plush inside, nice tables, white tablecloths and, and all that sort of thing. And it it was great food, great wine, great food, nice atmosphere. But unfortunately, the paying public didn't agree. And the restaurant eventually failed. I think it was only open a couple of years for some reason, I just don't know why it didn't succeed. It was it was really strange. The other one was working. This one didn't. I don't know what it was. Um, but then, you know, what happened then is a new company came in, also uh, in the Turkish food market, you know, these Turkish kebabs on, on the grills and that sort of thing. I think it's called Okbasi is the, is the right name for it. And they came in and gutted it. They didn't keep his, his, his layout. They, they gutted it and kind of opened it up a bit more, maybe a more open plan. Instead of having these white tablecloths and tables, they had long wooden tables where big families could go in and, and all eat together. It was much more informal, but it was the same food, similar prices even. The wine wasn't even as good. And yet this place just took off. I, I just don't understand it. It just literally, from the moment it opened, it just took off. And it's been busy ever since and still going now. Uh, so how do you, you know, I, I just don't know how you... you, you it's very difficult. He was in the restaurant business yet couldn't make it. Another guy comes in, goes bang, 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 and opens up the same sort of food, and and it's it's a roaring success. So it's it's very difficult. You know, these physical businesses are very difficult to make it, and it can cost you a lot of money finding out what works and what doesn't. So, you know, I, I've seen other restaurants in the high street come and go since then, and you know, I know each time that a restaurant closes, it, it you know it's cost the owners hundreds and thousands of pounds, um, which is all money gone down the drain, and these are. Uh, Frankie and Benny's, for instance, they're another one that came and went. They only lasted a year or two. They spent a fortune gutting this place and, and building this up. Um, and lots of chains are in problems at the moment. Prezzo, these sort of things. So it, it's a very difficult business. My, my tip to anyone who wants to start a business, like if you come into some money and say, well, I'm going to start a business, is do something from home. Do something online. You know, don't immediately jump into a physical business unless you've got unlimited money or something. You know, don't open up a shop. And, you know, because from day one, you'll be under the cosh. You know, you would have spent tens of thousands of pounds, um, you know, setting it up, maybe hundreds of thousands of pounds. And then you've got to make thousands of pounds every week just to cover the rent, the rates, the the taxes, the staff and, and all the other paraphernalia that goes with, with running a shop. And that's why I see so many shops, even large chains, Tiger, and that's why they just go. They just disappeared all of a sudden. Now, in my book, uh, yes, money can buy you happiness. There's a section on the celebrities who lost it all. Now, unbelievable. There are countless stories of sports and media celebrities who've quickly made and lost fortunes through mismanagement of their money, poor advice uh, and whatever, not paying their taxes. Now, I've personally assisted former pop stars when, when I was in financial services and working with a bank. 
former pop stars that I used to see performing on top of the pops. You know, a few years ago, you were on top of the pops. I used to watch here, you know, and then I'd go and see them when they'd lost all their money. Perhaps the, the records had dried up and the success had dried up or they had a row with the band members or whatever it was. And they, their, their situation was so dire that they could no longer obtain any credit. They couldn't get a mortgage due to their poor credit history and being behind with their current mortgage or being repossessed. And I'd go in and see what we could do to, to perhaps get them out of problems, get them another mortgage. You know, a lot of them had lost their families, that their marriages had broken up and everything. And uh, it, it was sad to to meet once wealthy and famous people and seeing them end up broke. I didn't you know, take any pride in it. You know, I didn't take any joy in it, rather. Uh, it was just very, very sad to see. And we, we did what we could to, to help them. But it was amazing. And it wasn't that long ago that they were, you know, flying high, if you like. Now, then there were the megastars that I mentioned in the book. Michael Jackson sold 700 million records and reputedly signed a $1 billion contract. And yet he was he was in debt when he died. He was he, I don't think he was completely broke, but he he had a lot of money problems when he died. And, you know, we also he had lots of different problems, didn't he? But other stars like Marvin Gaye, rapper 50 cents. I think he's down to his last 50 cents, I think. But Tony Braxton, um, uh, MC Hammer. You know, have all been declared bankrupt despite earning millions in their career. Look at Mike Tyson. You know, he's earned hundreds of millions in his career. And, and now he's on think TV programs like Celebrity Squares to try and earn a few bucks. You know, MC Hammer, for instance, he was that guy, don't touch this, jumping around in baggy trousers. I mean, he received $33 million from one album alone, but he, he blew the lot. You know, cars, big $12 million houses and perhaps not paying his taxes. I don't know. But there are others in my book that I mentioned, some of whom will surprise you, like even presidents of the United States. And I'm not talking about Trump, uh, who've either been bankrupt or had money problems. I also cover what I would call the common themes that I've seen running through the lives of those who've made and lost millions. Now, these include poor investments, uh, you know, making bad investment decisions, investing in things that just didn't work out and you've sunk all your money into it and it's all gone. Bad management. This is quite a common theme where they appoint a manager to look after their business and it, and it all goes bandy. Manager runs off with the business, with the money. Um, you know, this happened. I mean, Doris Day recently died, didn't she? You heard of Doris Day, the Hollywood star who had, was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood in the, I think, 40s and 50s. And, you know, she was like, everywhere, wasn't she? She made loads of films, made millions. And, and yet her, she was swindled out of all her money by a a husband manager who just took all the money and she had to start again. And she, she, she invented, reinvented herself on, on TV shows, the Doris Day TV show. But you know, that's, that's just one example. Neil Sadaka also had lost all his money. There are lots of people who've lost their money through uh, bad management and, and that sort of thing. Overspending is another one. Uh, just thinking that the money will never, uh, uh, never end. And, I I heard an interview with Will Smith who said that, you know, when he first got TV contracts and, and that's when he, he took all his family out to the to the shops and the malls and he and everyone had trainers and you know loads of them he just spent money like like crazy. He said, but then you realise, and this is the next point, not taking care of your taxes, then you realise that, you know, somewhere down the line you've got to pay tax on that money. He said, you know, you get you might earn, you know, a million dollars, but that million dollars is not all yours. You've got to pay roughly half of it to Uncle Sam, the tax man. So, and a lot of stars forget this, and then they find out later on their managers, well, you've got to pay this tax bill. What tax bill? You know, um, it's, it's unbelievable how many pop stars do this. So, those are the four things. Another theme is that 
a lot of them come from poorer backgrounds, right? So perhaps they couldn't cope with large amounts of money coming in at once. Uh, and, and maybe they had the wrong, uh, I'd say, lower m- money consciousness. Um, this is the type of money consciousness which I cover in the book. And it's about how you feel about money, how comfortable you are with money. You know, if you think, for instance, that, you know, money is the root of all evil, then all rich people are bad. And, you know, this will obviously have a negative effect on your mind when when you get some money in and you think, well, you know, because how can you want to be like somebody that you, you think is evil or bad? You know, so I've seen this time and time again when people have made money, but seem to want to push it away and blow it and spend it and as fast as they can. And almost like they want to be back to being broke where they, they feel more comfortable not having money than they do with money. You see this in gamblers as well. Um, so, I mean, take a look at some of the lottery winners, for instance. Now, not all, it's not true that lot, all lottery winners lose their money. It's not true. A lot of them keep their head screwed on. They keep their feet firmly on the ground. They take investment advice and, you know, they, they do they do okay. I, I like to hear the lottery winners who say, yeah, I'm going to just buy a slightly bigger house. I'm going to play a bit of golf. And you know that they're the ones who are going to keep the money. And I think the ones you're probably more likely to keep the money is the ones that don't go on TV and talk about it, you know. But some of the lottery winners are the famous ones where they've they've won millions and millions, tens of millions, and yet they, they've managed to blow it all on houses, cars, boats, lavish holidays. Um, and But I, I'd say the biggest one is probably investing in stupid ventures that, um, you know, that people ask them to go into. Like, would you invest in this? Would you invest in that? But particularly family members, to be honest. And, you know, they sink their cash into it. They've got no clue about business or the type of business they're investing in. And it, it's unbelievable how quickly they can can lose that. So I go through advice on watching your back, protecting your assets in the book. Um, I also talked about the difference between the way the wealthy and the rich manage their money compared with the way the average person does. You know, they, they make it their business to manage their money. They make it their business to know what's coming in and what's going out. Uh, it's almost like a full-time job for them. And they, they tend not to just leave it to an accountant or a lawyer, you know, um, because because if you if you haven't got a handle on it yourself, you're more likely to lose it. So anyway, check out the book. Um, you know, it's on it's on it's on Amazon. Have a look at that, and uh, and good luck if you if you have come into some money, just be careful. Uh, get get some advice and and do a bit of thinking before you you know put it into something crazy. So that's that's all for now. I hope this has been interesting for you. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you earn, save, invest, accumulate and ultimately enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 